The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Today's daf's being studied in Nishmat Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Victor Gindi, for continued Hatzlacha in all his uh, endeavors, continued success, Biriut, health, happiness, and all good things. Amen. We begin today's daf on Samechtet Amud Rishon, and we are on the top line. We learned earlier a law of Rabbi, that he came along and said that when it comes to collecting the Nidunya, the girl is able to even go to Mishabedeh. She's even able to collect from fields that the Yetomim sold, she can go along and take them out of the likuhot, take them out of the, the, the buyer's uh, hands, and uh, take them for her, um, for her nidunya. So comes the Gemara now and gives a story. Tala lef rav l'rabi b'nechite. Oh, so rav wrote a letter to the bee. Uh, you know, a letter, get it, shilumim, they call it. And in between the lines, he wrote a uh, question. So tala rav l'rabi between the lines of the letter, he posed a she'ela. Uh, Who is the she'ela? He said like this, Ha'ahim shishabidu. Those are two uh, words he put in his letter. And what was the implicit question over here? That uh, uh, brothers that inherited from their uh, father, Mahu, which means, uh, there's a shabud now on the nechassim, so they wanted to know, can she go now take this uh, karka? That was given to the uh, to, 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 to the sons. Now we don't know exactly what the question is here exactly. Wait a of course, you can take the dunya. The to him owe the nidunya to their sister. So the Gemara is going to analyze exactly what the she'ila was. But that's what he was writing a letter to the B. In the middle of the letter, he wrote the Ha'im Shishabedu. Mahu, what's the law? Can the Yitzhak take the money? Havayativ Rabbi Hayyak came. So Rabbi Hayyak was sitting in front of the B. Amar there. So Rabbi Hayyak tells the B. Uh, what does this mean over here? What's the nature of this question? Machru or Mishkinu? Is it, was this question that they sold the property? So the question is, was she sold, was the Yetum sold? I mean, can the Yetuman now come along and take it out of the Likuchot? Or is this question where he, they just mortgaged the property? We're still in really the possession of the Yetumim, they just mortgaged it. Which means he's asking the bee, to what extent was this rabbi, Rav, asking the she'erah? Was it machru uh, uh, or miskinu? So comes uh, the rabbi and comes along and says, Amar ma'inaf kamina. He says, what's the difference? Ben machru, ben chemishkinu, motzi'im lepanasa, ben motzi'im lemezonot. There's no difference. Whether they sold the property, whether it's mortgaged, the gabe mezonot cannot take from either properties. The gabe panasa and the dunya you can take, even if it was sold, they can go take it out of the, the kuchot. Oh, comes the Gibran and says, Verav, i machru kamibayale nichtovle. 
מכרו. אם משכנו כמה בעיילה, נכתוב למשכנו. Which means, Rav, why were you so uh, 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 vague? In the letter that you wrote, you should have asked your question. You should have said, מכרו מהדין. Or you should have said, משכנו מהדין. Why you just write, שעבוד. You put a pov language over there. Ask your question, which means, what were you asking? Did you want to know <laughs> selling or did you want to know uh, uh, mortgaging? Which means, uh, why, why, why weren't you explicit, Rav, in your, uh, in your question? So the Gemara is going to answer, there was a reason why it wasn't explicit, because if it would be explicit on one case, the answer that uh, Rabbi would give would not answer the other case. He would only know the answer in the case that's being given to him, but he would not be able to imply the answer in the other case. The Gemara speaks it out. Rav Tarvayu Kamebayli. Rav really was asking both questions. Mishkenu and Machru. Vesavad. Ikatib nale Machru. If I'm going to write specifically, if the Yetuim sold it, Haniha, if he sends me back, Ishalachli Demotzi'im. If he tells me, you can even take it out from the Dekuhot that was sold, Kod Sheken, Mishkenu, then I'll know my answer by Mishkenu as well. Because if the properties were sold, the Yetuim could take it back. When it's only mortgaged. However, but if he's going to send me back, that if it was sold, the Yitzhak cannot take it. I'm not going to know my answer for Mishkenu. Because just, I could, I could argue and say, well, just because it was sold, maybe he cannot take it. But maybe Mishkenu, she can take it. So therefore, I'm, going to, I'm not going to know the answer to that question. I go the other way. If I'm going to just write the question Mishkenu. Now, if you tell me that even if it's Mishkenu, where it's mortgage, we're still in the prop, in the, in the possession of the Yatumim, and still you tell me what? The Yatumah cannot take it. Well, Koshikin, Machru. Well, the Mosul Machru. Where it's out of, our, uh, out, of, out of the possession, certainly that she's not going to be able to go take it from the Likuchot. Ishalachli Motsi'in. However, if he's going to answer me that by Mishkenu, she can go after it. Akati Machru Kamebayri. I'm not going to know the answer of Machru, because I can say Mishkenu, yeah, but maybe Machru. No. So therefore, Echtov Le Shi'bedu. So I'm going to write a pav language. Shabedu with his uh, liens on it, so to speak. And therefore, the mashmahaki, mashmahaki, which is mashmahbo. So he, he phrased it in the vague way to include both. And obviously, uh, Rabbi understood the, the tensions. So he came along and said, No, 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 Ben Mishkenu, Ben Machru, the Yetoma can go and take it from the Likuchot, uh, and certainly can take it from the, uh, if there was only a mortgage on it, when it's still the possession of the Yetomim. Comes the Gemaran says, Rabbi Yohanan Amar, Ehadzeh, En Motzi'in. Rabbi Yohanan said, No, sir. Whether it was sold, and even if it was only mortgage, the Yetoma cannot take for her Nidunya from property that has mortgage on it. So comes the Gemaran says, Ehadzeh, Ehadzeh, Rabbi Yohanan. So I had a question again about Rabbi Yohanan. Lo Shami'aleh, Had Rabbi? Well, is it, is it, the reason why he argues is because he didn't hear Rabbi's statement, that just said it's okay? And if he would have heard that say Rabbi's statement, he would have maybe accepted it. Or maybe no, maybe he knew Rabbi's statement, and still, he was arguing. We want to know exactly the nature of the smile, look at over here, which is because he didn't know what Rabbi was saying, and therefore if he would have heard Rabbi, he would have said, yeah, I agree with you. Or is it even if he heard what Rabbi was saying, he sort of argued. So the Gemara says... Tashema, we have a brighter. The Itmar actually have a statement of Amoraim. Okay, guy died, he left uh, two daughters and a son. Okay, so the first girl got married. 
so she takes 10% of the uh, the assets, according to the halakha, no problem. Which means before the second girl was able to get married to take her 10%, oh, now it happened, the son died. Now let's analyze this. Now once the son dies, he's out of the Yerusha, now all the money goes to the two girls. They Correct? When there's a son, all the money goes to the son. Okay, but now that there's no son, so therefore they're going to get all the assets divided equally. Amar Rabbi Yohanan Vitra. Rabbi Yohanan says a big hadush. The second woman she gets married, she doesn't get 10% of the assets. Why? We just gave you the whole, uh, we gave you the whole pot. Which means, once already the brother died, so split up the assets of your father. The father's not around anymore. Right? So now the brother's not around, so the money goes to, to, to equal it. So therefore you lose your, uh, your which is you might have argued and said, no, no, no. Give out 10% first, and then whatever's left over of that, divide equally. You didn't say that, Rabbi Hanan. Vitra. Off the bat, whatever's there, you just divide it 50 50 amongst the two, amongst the two girls. So comes the Gemara and says, Amar Rabbi Hanina. So the Hanina comes along and says, What are you talking about, Rabbi Hanan? How could you tell me that she's going to lose her, uh, her 10%? How could you tell me that? Why? Gedolam is Amru. The rabbis, they even said further than the case that you're saying over here. That what? Which means they went so far to say the rabbis, which is really to be, that even if the Yetomim sold land, she can go and claim it. Because she can, stuff that's in her possession, certainly she has the rights to the Yisrael. Which is if you're going to let the Yetomah go now, to the Likuchot, out of the possession of the Yatumim, they sold the property already. And you're going to tell me why she can go there and take the money. It's in her property. It's in her possession already. Why are you going to tell me if it's right or she loses it? Mm-hmm. I mean, she's, doesn't make sense. If she can go take it from from outside, from from, from, from the Kuchot, certainly she should be able to take her 10% first uh, when, when, when it's hers. Why are you telling me Vitra? Why are you telling me uh, she loses it? This is the claim of Haninad against the Yohanan. So the Yohanan comes up. Oh, now the Gemara finishes his proof. The Imita. <laughs> if Rabbi Yohanan never heard the shita of Rabbi, he should have said, Hey, I never heard that. Who said that? It must be he was familiar with the opinion of Rabbi. And what? He didn't accept it. Because when they, when they asked him this question, he said, Hey, what are you talking about? The rabbi said, Rabbi, you can take from the kohot. Rabbi Yohanan, if he didn't know that shita, he should have said, Hey, well, I never heard that. Who, who made that statement? It must be what? He knew the statement and still uh, he disregarded it. Yabaran says, no. I could argue and say, you know what, maybe really Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Yohanan never heard the shita of Rabbi. And you know what? Had he heard it, and when he heard it, he would have accepted it. And therefore what? He would say that the uh, Yatumah, like Rabbi uh, Yohanan said, which means you're not allowed to take it from the uh, collateral, <laughs> or you cannot take it from the kuchot. Which means maybe the B would be more there. Or if it was more there, so then how are you going to explain his case over here where he said, uh, uh, the case where the uh, uh, Yetoma uh, died, uh, I mean the, if the father died, and one of them got married, and then you said the second one, they split it equally. She loses her uh, 10%. Why should she lose her 10%? The Chavad, if you're agreeing with the B, so the Chavra, if you can take it from the Kohot, certainly with sons already, she should be able to keep. So the Gemara says, It's different. She don't need it. Because she has, what's the whole reason why you give her the Nidunya? 
giving her in the dunya because uh, she needs panasa. Here you just inherited half the assets. So in the case where you inherited half the assets, uh, of course we'll tell you what. You don't get the ten uh, percent, which means I can I can make a haluk between the cases. I can see you know when the Rabbi and the Rabbi Yohanan will come along and say you don't go after the kuhot. Which you, oh sorry, when you go after the kuhot because she's going to agree to the B. When you go after the kuhot. She needs it. She needs the money. Which means uh, she's getting married now. She has no money. Okay, but I go, 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 go after the Likuchot, and it's yours. It's coming to you. Ah, oh, but in this case over here, Rabbi Yohanan said, hey, listen, you're getting anyway half the estate. The brother died. There's only two girls here. So she got a 10% already. Okay, because she got, she got married uh, before uh, the brother died. So she got a 10%. Now that the other brother died, the, brother, the first only brother died, split it up. So Rabbi Yohanan could agree with Rabbi that you go after the Kuchot, but at the same time, in this case over here, where she's making a uh, nice revah, you don't, uh, you don't give it an extra 10%. Uh-huh. Give us, oh yeah, according to that logic, which basically is a logic, if she has money, she doesn't get the 10%. Amar le rab yeman alma. She found a windfall. She found, you know, a million dollars on the street. She has money now. That's basically a rule. I don't mean windfall profit. I meant that she's making a profit from these assets themselves. Which is you're right. We're not going to come along now and say if she got money from somewhere else and she loses her issue nekazim. But if the same nekazim, she's end up getting in a yirusha. So therefore she can lose her issue nekazim items. Therefore Rabbi Yochanan can agree to the B. If he would have heard of the B, the Gemara wants to say he would have retracted. He's not arguing the B. Elawat. In this case over is different because she has panaza from the assets themselves because she inherited the, the money. Where, where, where were they taking the 10% from? From, from, from this money. <laughs> you got the money already. Uh, oh, she found the mitziah? No, not the right mitziah. That's already far-fetched. She found the mitziah. We're not taking away your sunnah chazim. That's already, they're not going to take an eye against on that. Good. New case. Amar Amemor. Amemor comes along and says, Bat yoreshet havya. The daughter that takes this 10%, how do we look at it? So right away, Amemor is telling you it's an inheritance. Which means it comes to her, mita'am yirusha. Now, what's enough coming up? It comes to mita'am yirusha. So all the laws of yirusha are going to apply. For example, Amalir Vashil Amemor, Ilu ba'el saluka bezuzeh, saluka. You mean to tell me they can't buy her out for her share? Which means, let's say the brothers come along. Now she, she has a Yerushana, so she has 10% of these assets. Could the brothers come along and say, listen, we don't want to give you these fields over here. The fields are worth, or the assets are worth, what, a million dollars? Here's a million dollars, get out of here. Now, if it's Yerusha, you can't do that. She can come along and say, I don't want the cash out. I want, uh, I have a stake in all these uh, properties over here. So the Gemara says, when you say it's a Yerusha, you mean that the brothers can't come along and give her zuz, zuzeh, money, lesaleka, to, to oust her from the uh, thing, from the estate? Amar lehin. He says, yeah, exactly. That's what it means. It's Yerusha. They, she, they, they, cannot, uh, they cannot pay her out. So the Gemara goes further. What about giving her from the estate, but they say, you know what, 10%, take this field over here. Now really, if it's a Yerusha, they can't force her to take this field over. She could have 10% in every single field. 
You can't just take us, and we want to keep everything else. We'll, we'll give you from the estate, but you just take uh, one of the big fields over there. You tell me, is it, is it considered a Yerushat? They won't be able to do that? Amar mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. They cannot do that tonight either. Which means she has rights to every field. They cannot just force her to take a certain uh, field for her uh, payment. Good. Rav argues. Rav Amar, bat ba'alat chov Which means, this isun chasin that the rabbis made a takana, it's a chov. Which means we owe you the money. It's not a Yerusha. Oh, once it's not a Yerusha, so that's a little more flexible. But the brothers have advantages now. Not what? That they can come along and say, we owe you the money. You can't come along and say, well, I want 10% of these assets. These assets are not yours, by the way. We owe you this money. We'll pay you however we want to pay you. We're going to pay you money and we'll take that field and she doesn't have any claims. So there's a tremendous nafkamina in the... Uh, how you look at it? Is it a Yerusha or is it a Malchov? Uh, is, is, is it a debt? So comes the and says, Ve'at amemor hadarbe. Oh. Amemor eventually retracted to agree like Rabbi Asher that is indeed it is a Chov. How do you know that? Story. He's I was in front of Amemor. A certain lady came in front of the betin of Amemor. She came along and said, hey listen, I want the 10% for the Nidunya. Right? I noticed the rabbi, meaning uh, um, Amemor, he said like this, He was going to allow that if the brothers would want to just pay her off with money, which means, he asked, he says, uh, if the brothers would pay you off with uh, money, would you, would you accept such a thing? Because he heard the brothers actually give that option. Which they said, like, so if we would have had money, we would have paid her off. And he was there. He was there, he didn't say anything to the brothers. Which means he was in the bed team. The brothers came in, and the rabbi is sitting there. And the brothers are talking amongst themselves. I said, why? Well, yes, if we had money, we'd just pay her off and get rid of this debt. The rabbi was sitting right there, and he didn't argue. and said, hey, listen, fellas, you can't do that. He didn't say it, so much, much more what? He agrees that you can say, oh, the VC must have retracted from his... Uh, from his fact, it was silent when they gave that option in the bed team. Oh, so now the Kabbalah says, Oh, now that you tell me it's a dead, the Abba or the Ahre? Whose dead is it? Is it the death of the father, the deceased father, or is it the death of the brothers? So the Gebra says, the mind of Kamina, what's really the uh, difference? So the Gebra says, Okay, now you know there's different type of fields. Uh, there's a mediocre type of field, we call that a Benonit. The worst type of field, the most inferior type is called Ziburit. So the Gebra says, that if she wants Benonit fields, she can take it. But out of Shivua. Or if she wants Ziburit fields, Mishbu'ah, which means like this. It's two different options. And the Gabriel says like this. If you want to say it's the Baal Chov of the father, I mean the father owes the money, so therefore, you're going to go to the Yitumim now, they can come along and say, hey listen, this is not our debt. This is the debt of our father. You want to get paid over here? We're going to pay you off in uh, Ziburit. We'll pay you off on the, uh, the cheap property. That's the law. And also, you only get ziburit bishbu'ah. You have to make a shibu'ah. That's why you didn't get paid yet. And therefore, again, if you're telling me it's not the yitomim's debt, it's the advantage yitomim. They come along, hey, listen, I want uh, my uh, my chasim. You owe it to me. 
said, we don't owe you anything. This was already a debt that we inherited from our father. And therefore, you want to get paid? First of all, swear that you didn't get paid yet. And number two, we're only giving you Ziburit. Mm. However, uh, if you're going to come along and say it's the Baal of the brothers, so they're, they're obligated themselves. And therefore, she can get Benunit even without a Shibu. Ah, so to her advantage. If it's the brother, she can come along and say, listen, you, you owe me the money. You owe me the money. I, I, you, you, can't get, you can't get the best property, but you can get at least uh, Benunit, and uh, they owe it to each other to even swear. So there's a tremendous Nafkamina in two Nafkaminot here. <laughs> Swearing and also quality. Right? So Kabbalah Gibran says, My, what's the deen? So you're going to want to solve it from a story. <coughs> from an episode. What was the episode? The Ravina Agbe Liberate de Rav Ashe. Ravina collected for the uh, daughter of Rav Ashe. She was Rav Ashe died. Okay? So Ravina went to the Yorshim to get the uh, you know, 10% in the dunya. Mimor Bered Ravashed. Mimor Bered Ravashed was the one that was uh, giving out the. Uh, he was the, uh, the, the the boy. Benonit v'shelo b'shvuah. Oh, so what does that show you? Belongs to the brothers. He took Benonit v'shelo b'shvuah. So the debt belongs to who? The brothers. Now, Mibered Rav Sama Bered Rav Asher, and he went to the son of Rav Sama, who was the son of Rav Asher. He took Ziburit Bishbu'ah. He took Ziburit with a Shivu'ah. Yeah. Now what is that uh, what does that show you over here? Well from the first two over here you see that he took Benunit Shilo Bishbu'ah from the sun. That already clearly you see that the Chov is on the children. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, from the fact that Benoshad of Samai took the Ziburit because Right, that was not the son. Who passed away of Asher? That was a grandson. Mm-hmm. So it's not his hof. Which is Rav Asher died. He went to Rav Sama Bered the Rav... It's the nephew, exactly. Exactly. It's the nephew of the, of the seat. Rav Sama is the son of Rav Asher. Okay? So look at Asher. I'm sorry, just to get that uh, family uh, situation. Asher Dibur Amatheel. Well, look at Asher. Yeah, look at Rav Asher. You see, it's... Actually, we'll read the whole Rashi. It's right in the middle of the uh, dafter. That's enough coming out, right? <coughs> if you tell me the Baal Chov is for the father, You are here to me, listen, it's not our debt, it's our father that we're giving you Ziburit. She has to make a swear that she didn't get paid yet. And therefore, it's, it's, you're coming to get uh, from their property. Okay. Good. Rav Asher met. Okay, so Rav Asher died. Umet Rav Sama Beno Behayav. So Rav Sama, his son, also died. Ushebat Bitoni Para. Now, when the daughter of Rav Asher came to get her Isur at 10%, Natam Mechilko Shilmor Bar Rav Asher Shayakayam Benunit. Well, Mor Bar Rav Asher, one of the sons of Rav Asher was still alive. So she went and she got the rabbi, took out the Benunit. Shilobishwa, Alma, 
Baalat Chov Da'at Avya, which means must be the Baal Chov of the Yetomim. Continue. Um Bevered Rav Sama Zborit. But from the son of Rav Sama Zborit, if it's Baalat Chov Shel Abi Vaita, Shaya Ahia. Which means they went to the grandson of Rav Asher, and the grandson is not obligated to give, uh, it's not his debt, it's his father's debt to his sister. So therefore, you see clearly the halakha is what? The hope is on the yitomim. Good? So when it came to the son, son, it's on you the debt. Son, I'm taking Benonito Shivwa. When he, now, now, now that there was nobody left. Now he went to Rav Samaz's uh, son. So he came along, or Rav Sabah was the grandson, he was the grandson, and they came along and said, listen, I'm not obligated, it's not my debt, it was my father's debt. My father owed, you, owed the money to my, to, to my uh, uh, aunt. So therefore, he came along to him and said, listen, Ziburit Bishbu'a. So it follows the, uh, it follows the pattern. One more line. Shalach le Rav Nechambia Barid Rav Yosef, le Rabba Ravuna Zuta Min Hada'a, ki atyaha iteta likamach, when a lady comes along to collect her nidunya, she comes to you. Agbar isur nechasim afilu meistubla, which means even take take the money that's coming to for the nidunya, even from the from the base where they put the millstone, which means that's considered karka. That's considered like it's uh, real estate. Rashi ki atya it hai iteta. She wanted the rabbi to help her, you know, collect her uh, money, you know, to, to be an advocate for her. Okay. So he said, Which means we said the law is why she can take from Karka. So therefore, this is considered karka. I guess it's a heavy item that's sitting on the ground. You can go take it from the uh, uh, from, from, from the karka. So comes the governor and says, "Amar of Asher ki avin and beraf kana wendi bet bezash of kana havam magbinin afilu meamla debete." They would take it even from, let's say, rent, which means from the rent payments that were given to the to the yorshim for houses that fell in the yerusha. That's considered like karka. Not only could she take from the karka itself, but the rent that the Yitomim are getting from this karka is considered like karka as well. Rashi, me'amla debeti, sikhiruta batim, me'amla And therefore, she gets it as well. So therefore, it comes out according to this over here, the issue is you can only get from karka, according to this understanding. And the Hadushas, they say not everything, karka is not limited to the ground itself. Karka can even mean something that's attached to the ground, like a heavy item like this uh, base of the stone, or even the money that's uh, collected for the rent on Karka, she can get that money as well. Continues. Shalach le Rav Asher. Shalach le Rav Anan. Le Rav Hunna. So Rav Anan sends a message to Rav Hunna. And he refers to him as follows: Huna Havrin Shelam, Huna, my friend, peace be unto you. Ki atya hai itetalekamach. When this lady is going to come in front of you, agmah isur nixe. Make sure you give her ten percent of the assets. It seems she was a yetomah. She wants a nedunya, so make sure you give her the ten percent of the uh, assets for her nedunya. 
So Rav Sheshat was sitting in front of Rav Huna when this uh, message came to him. So Rav Sheshat says, Go tell Rav Anan and tell him that he should be placed or somebody should be placed in Hirim. Mandelo Amarle, the one that's not going to give him the following message. Rav Sheshat now is angry at Rav Anan. He says, listen, you go and tell him in my name, and if whoever doesn't go tell him what I'm saying, is going to be put in Henry if you don't deliver this message. And what's the message to go tell Rav Anan? Tell him like this, Anan, Anan. Just like he referred to Huna. He didn't call him Rav Huna. He said, Huna, Havrin, Huna, my friend. So you go back, Rav Sheshat says, you go tell Rav Anan the way I'm telling it to you. Tell him, Anan, Anan. Ask him the following question. When you said, take the, the dunya, from 10% of the assets, is it only from real estate, or can he even take it from movables? Ask him that question. And ask him the second question. At the Bet Avel, when the mourners are sitting, Marzeha is a mourner's house, who sits in the front? Which means it seems there was a certain protocol that the mourners at the time of the Sauda they used to sit in certain formations. So ask them who sits at the head of the table at the house of the uh, house of the Avil. Because those were the questions he told them. Let's read Rashi. Anan Right, you'll be in Shamata if you don't say over them like this. Anan Anan Ata Omer Lagbota. Where are you saying to take the ten percent from Mekarkiae? Who sits at the Bet Avel, the head of the table? It was evident where they sat, it was certain seats. Ravanan. And he says like this, Amale mor rava de ravuna rabbe de rabba. He asks for, for forgiveness first. He says, listen, Rabbi, Ravanan, you're my rabbi. Rabba, you're, you're my rabbi. However, ravuna is rabbe de rabba. He's like my rabbi's rabbi. Which means, listen, ravuna is greater than both of us. So therefore, you know, even though I'm respecting you as my rabbi, but... You know, Rav is on top of both of us, so therefore, forgive me. The Shemute Shemit. And Rav put a harem man velo amarle. If I don't come and tell you this uh, message, so see, it was Rav that said it. Rav he's calling me Huna? Yeah, you go tell him, so on and so forth. I'm only coming to you, Rav Sheshat says, because he said the one that doesn't come and give him the message is going to be put in Hirem. Uh, and if it wasn't that he would put me in Hirem, I would not have said this. Anan, Anan. You take it from the Karka, you take it from the Metaltelin. And who sits in the Bimar Zihah in the front? So he fulfilled his job. 
Azal Rabanan the Kamed the Mor Ugba. So Rabanan that goes in front of Mor Ugba. Amar le Hazimor Heki Shalachli Ravuna. Listen to the message that Ravuna sent me. Anan Anan. First of all, he calls me Anan. He doesn't call me Rav Anan. Veod Marzehad Shalachli. Ask me some question about a Marzeha. Velo Yadana Mainiu. I don't know what a Marzeha is. I don't know what the word means. So Amar le. So Mor Ugba says, Emali Izi. Izi is my friend, my beloved one. Tell me, Gufad de Uvda Tell me the background of the story. What, what happened that he's sending your message back? Tell me the beginning of the story. What was the original story? Tehilata de Barim, Rashi says. This is what happened. I sent the message to Huna. I called him Huna Havrin. It seems he got upset. He sent Nafshashat back to me, calling me Anan Anan. Amar Gavra de lo yada mainihu marzeha shalach ravuna huna havrin. The one that doesn't know the interpretation of a simple word like marzeha, you dare to call ravuna huna, which means uh, you're wrong. Which means how do you call ravuna? Now we understand why he got angry at you. You don't even understand the simple word marzeha, and now you're going to call him uh, huna. So Kazuki Gavran says, my marzeha. Well, what is marzeha? Gemara says Aven. That's another word for an Aven. So Bet Marzeha would be Bet Aven. Tichtiiv Kuamar Hashem Al Tavo Bet Marzach. This pasuk over here is from the prophecies of Yirmiyahu. They were talking about over there that there's going to be so much Avelim that uh, people are not going to be able to go to Bet Avel to visit because they're going to be so preoccupied with their uh, troubles that there's not going to be uh, people time to visit anybody. But you see the word Bet Marzach is what a how do we know that the Avel he sits at the uh, at the head? Because we have a pasuk. The pasuk is in Iov. Pasuk's language is like this: I will choose their ways. The I will sit at the head. The Eskon will be like a king at the head of the troops. Like mourners that are consoled. Now it sounds like from this pasuk that we're talking about not the mourners, but we're talking about the consolers. Because it says, like the consolers, like the consolers of the Avelim. Now we're not asking that the consolers sit in the Rosh. The comforters, the ones that are giving the comfort. We want to know how do the Avelim, how do we know the Avelim sit at the head? So the Gemara says, So the Gemara says, what are you talking about? Yenachem is mashma. It's talking about others, not the avils. It's talking about the ones that are consoling the mourners. And we're asking about the mourners. Amarav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Yenuham Ketiv, which is it's written without nikudot, and therefore you can read it Yenachem, which is referring to consolers, or Yenuham, the ones that are getting consoled, and therefore that's referring to the what? The mourners. So therefore, what's the pasuk saying? They sit at the head, which is when they sit now to the Sauda on the couch, it seems they get the uh, the primary spot. Good. So it's talking about the uh, uh, the mourner himself. As she says, in Ham Ketiv, in the Chalomar Patach Bishum Ot Elam Ken Aleph or Hesemuchinlo, or Apia Nikodash Tate Aviba Mkom Ot Kilu Katuv, Yena Ahem. She's giving us the grammar exactly how we're able to switch around from Yenachem to Yenuham. Comes the Gibran says further. Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzhak. 
Then you know how to get Amar, Mozutra gives him a different proof. Vesar, Marzah, Siruhim. Mar, Vesah, Naase, Sar, Lisruhim. Okay, where's this Pasuk? This Pasuk is in Amos. So what's the simple Pasuk saying over here? Vesar, Sar means it will be removed. Marzah, Siruhim. Marzah, Siruhim is literally the Bazaar, we know it's Betavil. And Siruhim is like Saruah, is something that is like uh, spoiled or something like that. But the Gibra is being Doresh. Mar the Zach. What is Mar? The bitter and the Zach. She says, Mishin of Shomara. Somebody whose spirit is bitter. Vedato Zacha umorteket malav. And his spirit is removed from him. Which means he's uh, besides himself. He's not in the right uh, frame of mind. Mar the Zach. One day, what's going to happen? What does that mean? Meaning, he's going to be on the top. When is he going to be on the top? When the mourners are sitting and the consolers come to visit them, they're on the top. So that when it says, to the, to the consolers. And then what do you see over here? That the mourners sit at the top. Amarabah concludes this piece. Bottom line, the halakha is when it comes to the 10% of the nidunya and when it comes to the mezonot. Mezonot is the money that the father commits to pay the yitomim, right? For their, uh, for their sustenance. And of course, the payment of the ketubah, ben le mezone, ben le ketubah, ben le whether it's from karka, whether it's from metalka, that's really the halakha, which means all these three payments, mezonot, nidunya, and ketubah. The Yetomim can get paid whether they want to get from Karka or they want to get from Metal Tadin. Comes the next Mishnah and says, Forgive me. From Karka and not Metal as the Gemara clearly says. Not like the B. Just from Karka. Exactly. Like we learned earlier, just from Karka. Mishnah. Good. A father is sending through a third party money to his daughter. For example, let's say he's sending her uh, a field or uh, an idunya or something like that, but he's not sending it directly to the yetomim. He's sending it, let's say, through a third party. He's in trust. He's in charge of it, and he's going to give it over to the uh, to the girl. And he's holding on to it, and the father tells the guy, "Listen, uh, you're in charge of, let's say, buying my daughter this field." You know, for the Nedunya. Because i and she comes along and says, "Ne'eman ba'ali alai." She said, "You know what? Just give the money to my husband. I trust my husband. He'll buy the field, and you know, he'll fulfill the uh, the, uh, the, 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 the the condition that my father made." Now she says, "Hamashlish ma'ot lebito, masar ma'ot piyat shalish lesurik bito, liknot sade on edunya lashtinase." Vi omer tahashtinaset. If she gets married, she says, "Neeman bali alai shelo yakimim nahatzmochinam." I'm not worried. My husband's going to keep the money himself. Vehu yikneli sade nechshese, which means I can trust him when I want the field. I trust that my husband's going to buy him. So what's the Mishnah say? Yaaseh shlish mashu shlash biyado. The Shalish has to do what he was told to do. Now she says, You can't give it to the husband. The father didn't say give it to the husband. The father said, Go buy this field for my daughter. Now she's coming along and says, I trust my husband. The Shalish must execute it himself because we have a law that says,
דברי רבי מאיר. רבי יוסי אומר, רבי יוסי קזלונגל סייס, וכי אינה אלא שדה, what are we talking about over here? We're talking about that the Shalish is going to take the, the money and buy a field. Let's say she would want to sell that field. She has the rights to sell. She's a gedolah. So therefore, since she has rights to sell it, which is, what, what, what do we tell the Shalish to buy anyway? He's going to take the money. He's going to buy a field. It doesn't she have rights to sell field if she wants to sell it? So just like she has rights, she doesn't have rights to take the money, but once the guy's buying the field, the Shalish, it's her field. Therefore she has rights to sell it. So just like she had rights to sell it, she should have rights to say, give it to the husband and I trust him. Now she, V'chi ena ela sadeh, V'chi ma to'elet lo liknot, Afilu en kan ma'ot ela kvar niknea sadeh. Let's say the field was bought already. There was no money, let's say. V'hiro tzale mokhra, Harei mokhra, Helka shem'in la. Which means, even if there wasn't money over here, let's say the field was bought already, she could still say what? Sell it, it's my field. So just like she could say sell it, she could say, give it over to the husband, and uh, he'll take care of me. That's to be your contention. That's obviously only talking about when she's an adult, where her sale is considered a sale. But if she's a katana, the uh, transaction of a katana is uh, a zero. And then we'll wait for the Gemara for us to explain this, exactly who's it going on. Is it going on to be Meir? Is it going on to be Yosef? We'll wait for the Gemara. The Gemara begins. Good. Same case as the Mishnah. A guy is a third party. Father gives a third party now uh, to give money to the Hatan. Okay, it's really the same case, really. He's giving it to Shalish. The Shalish has to give it to the Hatan with strict instructions that he should buy a field for his daughter. The Omerit, and she comes along and says, Yenaten Bali. Listen, just give the money to my husband, let him hold on to it, and I trust him that I'll buy the field. Now, that's not what the father said. The father said, you should buy it, so to speak, for the hatan, but you buy it and give the field uh, to my daughter. She's saying, give it straight to the, uh, to, to, to the hatan, which is exactly the case where we have the Mishnah. So it says like this, Menanisu'in, if already they're married, Hadeshut biyada, she has rights. When she's married, she could tell the Shalish, give it to my husband, I'm already married, it's my rights. So she says, She'af ha'av lo ala bedato lemosram b'yad shish'ela ad sh'tenaseh. T'b'shinaseh t'b'azaka lechol perot. Now listen, once, the, once they get married already, even on her fields, the husband eats perot. Right? So once already they're married already, the husband does have certain uh, rights. So therefore she can say, listen, give, it, give, give him the money, he'll buy the field and uh, fine. Mina erusin, but if it's only from the engagement, erusin. Then already, you have to follow the strict instructions. Whatever he was committed to do, buy the field, do not give it over to the husband, right? Okay, good. That's the bimir shitana. Remember, we have the bimir in the Mishnah, by the way. Right? The bimir is said in the Mishnah, the shalish has to do what he has to do. But now you're seeing in the Braita, he's making a haluk. The shalish only has to do what he has to do in the erusin. But not in the nisuin. Good. The Biyoseh Omer, says, who's also in Amishnah, the Biyoseh says, Gedolah, if she's already Gedolah, meaning 12 and up, Ben Mena Nisuin, Ben Mena Erusin, Hareshud Biyada. Hey listen, once she's of age, I don't care if it's Nisuin, Erusin, she can do whatever she wants. It's hers. She can tell the, uh, the Shalish, give it to the husband. Ketanah. But if she's still a minor, 
בין מן הנישואין, בין האירוסין, יעשה שליש מה שהושלש בידו. Good, so Rabbi Yosef is very clear in the Brighton. He gives you all sides. He tells you, גדולה בין מן הנישואין, בין מן האירוסין, צז, she can do whatever she wants. קטנה בין מן האירוסין, בין מן הנישואין, the שליש can do what he's got to do. Good. But in the Bimeir we still have vagueness. Because all the Bimeir discussed was Irusin and Nisuin. He did not discuss to us Gidola or Ketana. He left that out. So we're still not sure what the Bimeir holds Ligabe Ketana or the age. He just told us Nisuin and not Nisuin, right? Nisuin and Nisuin. So the Gibra says, My Benayu. Well, what is the practical Nafkamina between the Bimeir and the Biyoseh? So the Gemara says, well, That's one way of learning. Which means when the Bimi'ir said, Nisu'in, that she could do whatever she wants, which means then she could say, give it over to the husband. He didn't make a heluk. So it could be even a ketana. And that's where the Bimi'ir is arguing. Because the Bimi'ir said, no, a ketana mina nisu'in, you have to follow the shalish. So maybe that's enough coming out. Ketana mina nisu'in. And the Gebrah speaks it out clearly. Why? Did a bimi'ir somebody had a shoot biyada? The bimi'ir gives the shoot to her, because bottom line, she's married. Ve'atar biyoseh lememar. And the biyoseh is coming along to say, Afilo mina nisu'in name gedona in ketana lo. Good. Maybe that's enough coming out. Yeah? Ketana mina nisu'in. So what the Gebrah is going to do now is say, impossible. It's going to bring a proof from our Mishnah that clearly we're going to see the Bimir holds that even a Kitana, once she's a, a Kitana, as long as she is a Kitana, I should say, the Shadish has to follow the rules, even if she is a Nisua. So if everybody's going to agree in that case, Kitana, she has uh, no rights yet. The Shadish has to execute. How do you see that from our Mishnah? Ema Sefa, from the last line of our Mishnah. What did the last line of Amishnah say? About the ketana and ma'aseh ketana klum. Right? The last line of Amishnah said, but a ketana, her actions are nothing. Which means her sale is not a sale, a transaction is not a transaction. So comes the Gemara and says, Haman ketanila. Who, who wrote that last statement of that uh, Mishnah? Who's it going like? Ili mara biyoseh. Maybe it's time it's going like the biyoseh. We already know the Biyoseh Shita from what he said in the Mishnah. Why? What did the Biyoseh say in the Mishnah? The Amar Biyoseh, Vichi Ena Ena Sade, Vihiro Tsala Mukhla, Harei Mechura, Meachshab, Gidola de Badzibiniin, Kitana de la Badzibinii. No. She's the Biyoseh said explicitly in the Mishnah that what? That as long as she's a Gidola and she could sell the field herself, so Gidola has rights to tell the Shadish, give it to the husband. Now, Who's able to sell fields? A gedola. Obviously, a ketana has no right. So we know already that Biyoseh really implicitly said the law applies only to a gedola that she has the rights, but a ketana no. So why does the Mishnah sit have to say because a ketana doesn't have rights? Well, we know that already. So you said that Ela must be the bimeiri. Must be the sefa is coming to talk in the shitab of bimeiri. The hasurim b'chasra b'achi ketana. The Mishnah reads like this: Yaseh shalish mashu shlash biyado. That's the bimeir. The bimeir says the shalish gotta follow what he was. Told to do. Ah, Not only to do what? When they're engaged. 
Good. So therefore, we established that what everybody holds ketana is the sharisha call. Even min anisuin doesn't matter. Ketana still sharisha has to make the call, which means the the, the girl cannot come along and say, give the money to my husband. Yeah. You're ketana. Just like your transaction is not a transaction, you have no right to say give the money, you got to fulfill what the father said. So back to the question. Where do we have the mahloket? What case is the mahloket between the bimi'ir and the bimi'ir? So very good. Which means, according to the bimi'ir, Right, the B.O. says, Hiluk was what? He came along and said that she's got to be a Gedola, that's for sure. Once she's a Gedola, that's the main thing according to the B.O. said. She's got to be a Gedola. So therefore, once she's a Gedola, even though she's engaged, it's fine. She could say, give the money to the, to the husband. Whereas according to the B.M.E., he's going to say, no. That's got to be, the, what was his language? But it will seem, even if she's going to be a Gedola, she does not have the right. So we found the Nafkamina basically between the Tanaim. So again, let's crystallize. Mahlouk and the B.M.E. and the B.O.S.E. is in one case. Gedola, Mina Irusim. Itmar. Okay. Now before we get to this story, we have to remind ourselves of a famous episode that we learned in Masikat Ta'anit. Ilfa was a game of a rabbi, name of a rabbi. Ilfa and Rabbi Hanan were sitting one time and uh, they were uh, together. And um, they were deciding to go to work, to go make Panasa. Rabbi Hanan had a, a, like a malach came to him and told him it's his time to become great. So he decided to go back to the yeshiva. Ilfa didn't hear, he went to work. When he came back, he saw Rabbi Hanan became the Rosh Yeshiva. So he felt bad. So they told him, if you would uh, stay, you would become the Rosh Hashiva. So he wanted to show them that he still knows the Torah very good. So he climbed up on top of a boat, on the mast of the boat, on a high place over there. And he said, ask me any question on any subject and I'll prove it to you from a Braita. So I'll give you, the, I'll give you the, the source to it. He wants to show that he knows what he's talking about. So this over here is another one of those questions that he asked the people when he was challenging them to show them that he knows that he didn't forget his Torah. So the Gemara says, In fact, he hung himself the iskiriyad de makhuta. Unlike, I guess, they call it the mast? The mast of a sailboat. Good, the mast of a sailboat. A pole over there, right? Aman. Ikad de Let somebody come. The amarli milta de birbi hiyav rabbi osayah. Quote for me a statement, either from Rabbi Hayyar or Rabbi Shayyah, If I'm not able to bring a source from a Mishnah or Braita, I'll jump off the mess, I'll drown myself. Which means he was trying to say, you know, I still have the Torah. Old man came, old rabbi, so he quoted him the following, uh, following statement. The subject is like this. Haomer. Guy says like this. Tenu shekel Guy's on his deathbed. So he says like this. Give my boys, my uh, inheritors, allowance one shekel a week. The Shabbat of it means a week. Shavuah. 
וראויים לתת להם סלע. But really they need more to live on. Meaning the shekel is not enough for them to live on. They need really need a sale out to live on. Mm. But the father only said on his deathbed, give them a shekel a week. Notnim lahem sale He give them a sale Ve'im amar, al titnu lahem ela shekel. But if he was more explicit, he said, don't give them only a shekel. And notnim lahem ela shekel. Now, what's the difference? Such with Rashi. Notnim lahem sale uh, third line in a she, right? Yeah. Well, actually, let's, let's start from before. Amar kodman deate. Can you hire up? Kilomar afapi shalakti b'shoraz. Even though I went to work, losakachti talmudi. I didn't forget my learning. Ve'yesh piyadi deteken kol abrayto chesedur b'chayav reboshaya. I'm able to put all the brightot in order to bring sources for all their statements. I can bring you a source where it came from. Right? The Fishin, Ikad, those were the main Tosef. The main Tosef taught and the Bright taught were the Bihiyaz and Moshe. Those were authenticated Bright taught. So therefore, he says, I can, I can, um, I can bring uh, uh, proofs to all of them. Tanile, Shanele Fana Brighta Zu. They brought him the following Brighta. They brought him a Brighta from the Bihiyaz of Shaya. They said, You trace it back to Mishnah. That's the, that's the thing. We know that those are authenticated, but we want you to bring us the source from the Mishnah. Shekel is Hatsi Sela. That's half a Sela. The Reuin, that they really need to live. Shekel is only Pefahot. They can't live on a Shekel. They need a Sela. They need double. Notim lahem Sela. Why the Abaya does she yit yakiru a mezonot, Mr. Kule Sela, no Ava Omer. You have to suit the father to know. He thought that the living expenses was a Shekel. So face a commission. But if he would have known that the prices of living went up, he would give him a Sela. However, if he said, Altit nu, don't give them only a Shekel. Which means he made a machai. He's telling him, listen, I only want whatever the case is. I want them only to get a shekel. Good. Continue the Gemara. Gemara says, two lines of the Gemara. If my children, he says, dies, he already says my estate should be transferred to somebody else. So he put somebody else into the uh, Yerusha. So now the Mishnah, the Deen is the Brayta. Ben she'amar tenu, ben she'amar altitnu, en notim lahem ela shekel. Why? Because once already he shows that he wants to give the money to somebody else, so therefore, you have no right. He said shekel. So therefore, and you know that he wants this money to be transferred if they to somebody else, you have to assume that what? He wants to have some leftovers. He wants something to go to these other guys. Therefore, you give them what he said, and you don't offer any uh, any more. That's she. En notim lahem ela shekel she'en nanu lehavsid tabaim acharehim. Right, you can't cause a loss to the to the, to the next guys in line. Vo'il ve'asai tacherim yorshim acharehim v'day dafka shekel kamakadosh tipol yirusha acharehim lo tanaharim wants something to fall to them. If you can give them all the money to these first guys, it's not going to be anything. So they asked him. So they asked him, who's the author? Where does this, where does this come from? So comes the Gemara and says, he says, Rabbi Meiri. It's actually a Tana. This is what Ilfa is answering them on the master of the boat. The source is Rabbi Meir. Whoever rule, it's a mitzvah to listen to the... Uh, 
deceased words. Rashi top line. The bimi the matnitini. The amari yaseh shalish mashu shlash piyado. It's our Mishnah actually. Because what did our Mishnah say? Do what the shalish says. Didn't the bimi say in our Mishnah? You got to execute what the what the father wanted. So what do you see over here? Because by the way, he's a deceased. He died, and whatever his words are before he dies, you got to make sure. So when the when the girl says, "Listen, give it to my husband. I trust him." No, 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 no. He said. Buy you the field and put it in you. You gotta listen. So if the same thing over here, you see in this um, where do you see it from? It's not the deceased, right? From uh, from the bimii. That's the source. Look at the bottom. She had money. Hecha damalu atatulam ela shekel en notim dem ela shekel. Which is the case where the father said, "Listen, I only want you to give them a shekel. Even though they need more to live, what's the din? Shekel. Now forgot the source of kuluhu nixedidu ninu. Even though you say hold it, it's all their money anyway. I mean, the Yorushim they get all the money." Lo bekutnan, which is when they're still young, when they're ketanim, uh, when they're still young, ela shekel b'shabbat. They give them the shekel b'amotar yazunu min sedakah. Which is right. Once they get older, the rishad whole state comes to them. But as long as the ketanim, the father says, I only want them to get a shekel. That's all you give them. Aye, but they need more money. Go to the charity. Which means over here, what do you mean over here? I mean, there's a good trick. Every father will do this now. He'll, uh, when they're kitanim, let the charity support them for the extra. And now what? He's just preserving the estate for them. When they become kitanim, they get all the, uh, the extra money. How can you believe like this? We learned that case before, which means when the father comes along and says, I don't want you to bury me for my money. So what is he really doing? He's trying to save the kids money, said so they'll, they'll bury him from the tzedakah, and now more money is going to go to the, to the kids. Then we say, The guy's trying to make his sons rich. Which means when it comes to the Yetomim Ketanim, he has rights to, 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 to decide exactly how much they're going to get. Because there the money goes to the, to the administrator. And therefore it's up to him to decide exactly how much he wants the Yetomim to get. Mashiachin over there, in the case where he's coming along uh, before he dies, right? He's yeah. That's right, it's his money. He can, we don't trust him to come along on his money, to come along and say now, you know, cut expenses, so therefore his children become more rich. Uh, so they can take from the Sedaqah instead. Over here, the Nechassim over here, are not the Labdi Yatmeni Nukim Nefis He's able, because the father has a right, to decide how much the Yatmeni are going to get money. So that, that's his right. So therefore you, you, you listen to him. It's Vali Kayim. Tabriamet. Baruch Amen. Amen.